Coming to you from the ugliest building in the Gulch, it's the Nashville Scenecast. I'm scene editor D. Patrick Rogers. If you like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Rate us and leave comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks to Jeff the Brotherhood for providing our intro music, Diamond Way, from the album We Are the Champions. And thanks to scene intern Jason Saita, who cuts together all of our episodes. A lot of hockey fans probably saw the Predators' historic run to the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals as a fluke, a lucky break for the goofy catfish throwing Southern Town. But Smashvillians knew better. As tens of thousands of fans filled the streets of downtown Nashville to watch the team make history last year, they knew this was likely the start of something bigger, even if the team didn't ultimately bring home the cup. In this week's issue of The Scene, we examine this season's Predators as they make another run at the cup. David Beauclair takes a look at the team's six newest additions, among them Ryan Hartman and Scott Harnell, while Megan Sealing sits down with Victor Arvidsson and also updates us on what some of last year's breakout postseason stars are up to. In this week's scene cast, I'll sit down with Sealing to talk about the Preds. Okay, I'm here with the scene culture editor, Megan Sealing. Hi, Megan. Hi! Megan also co-hosts our hockey podcast, It's All Your Fault, with your David fault. Beauclair. And uh, here it's Dale and Bard. Yes. Both of yes. them. Um, and producer Jason is also sitting in uh, for right. that as well. Uh, producer of the entire scene cast family. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't checked out It's All Your Fault, Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit what, what you guys kind of do. It's a hockey podcast, dude. Yeah. That's all you need there to know. There you have There's it. nothing left to say. No, it is. Uh, we, we put it up usually every Wednesday. It's all about the Preds. Um, and, uh, and it's obviously getting very exciting. I don't think you even really have to be following along with the Predators to know the buzz of the city. They got into the playoffs and stuff is happening. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a deeper dive into the playoffs or into the Predators and what they do. But I like to think we also, we don't get too nerdy with it. And so you can even be kind of just like a layman's fan of, of hockey and just kind of starting getting into it um, and still follow along, I like to think. Mm-hmm. I'm a Preds fan and have been for about 10 years now, but I'm, I'm, I'm not like a member of the media as far as it's concerned. Like I don't do the sports coverage. So I have sort of the fan outlook. And then D- David Beauclair, uh, the sports writer for both the Post and then for the scene too, sometimes he's been covering them since day one. So he knows literally every fact there is to know about the Predators. Right. His brain is an encyclopedia you can try to like like even the most diehard Preds fans can try to stump them and they can't so I think we have a good mix of of smart Preds coverage and then Megan the idiot Preds coverage (laughs) um yeah I think I think it's it's pretty good and then here it is there to just keep us all on track so we don't start rambling somebody's gotta do it right yeah yeah Yeah, Beauclair's there to like he can literally like recite all of the Preds skate sizes yeah he'll tell you yeah and he'll tell you like who was drafted when and what they did Mm -hmm. their first season and like who went who was sent down to like all of this stuff where it's like where does it come from how do you keep it all straight yeah, he's the context. You're the hot takes. Yep, I'm the hot. I'm yeah. Ain't Here the is truth. the uh, voice of reason. Yes, or at least exactly. The guy who exactly. pays attention he to tries. the clock. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Cool. Um, and you guys just you just started a Twitter account. Yeah, for that, right? follow yeah. us on Twitter. It's all your fault podcast. Uh, so it's at i a y f podcast. Give this is, is our handle. It's all your fault was already taken. Really? Who would have guessed in 2018 that you know, it's all your fault was squ- a phrase Somebody squatting taken. on it. I'm sure we can um, pay him. Yeah, more. but follow us on Twitter uh, for more hockey stuff. Um, 
like some of it's fun too. And you can ask us questions too. A couple people tweeted in questions and it's fun to pick Beauclair's brain a little bit because he, he really is one of the smartest sports reporters hands down I've ever read. Um, and not to mention here in Nashville, especially. We're but, lucky to have him. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. great. So that's, yeah, the deeper dive. This is going to be a pretty cursory little glimpse because this I'm... This is for the dummies. This is for the Hockey dummies like me. Yeah, because I mean, I would say I'm like a Fairweather fan at best. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the case with so much of Nashville, and I don't think that's bad. Right. And I think that's one of the things that is so great about where the Predators are right now. As far... They, they're celebrating their 20th anniversary. Um, they, you know, they started in 1998. That was their inaugural season. So as far as NHL teams go, they're not that old. They're still one of the, the like, quote-unquote newbies, um, despite having some of that history. But last year, obviously, it was that historic run to the Stanley Cup Finals. They never got that far before. And it was for the first time when the city could really rally behind them in sort of a, like unapologetic way like you know everybody was a Preds fan last summer even if they'd never been to a game before even if they couldn't name somebody on the team just to be a part of like going downtown and hanging out during the big screenings and like drinking beer outside and like it was it 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 made it okay to be like I don't know who the Predators are but I still want them to win right um and I think some of that carried over to the season like you you saw a lot of new fans coming in and I feel like the old fans and like the people that have been around since the 90s they're not mad about that either it's awesome they're just like great more people are getting Welcome into hockey party. yeah That's so it's, good. I think it's kind of cool that like southern hospitality yeah right? yeah I feel like sometimes you go to some of the like original six hockey team you know, cities and it's like, oh yeah, you think you're a Penguins fan? That's really cute. Were you there when so-and-so did such and such? And Don't get me started yeah. on Penguins fans. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but like, I, yeah, I think the Preds, the, I mean, Preds fans just want more Preds fans. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're fair weather, it's like, cool, happy to have you. Here's a catfish. So tell me a little bit about Tuesday night's game. There was a call Oof. there at the end. I know, I don't want to trigger you here. I'm sorry. Oof. But tell me what happened to somebody who doesn't quite fully understand. I raged all about it on It's All Your Fault. Okay. Your fault. So if you want to go deeper, and Beauclair has some great insight, but just the the bare minimum, um, what happened was the, the Preds were down 2-0 halfway into the third period. And there are three periods in hockey, Patrick. So that means the game was almost <laughs> that much over. I know. Right. Um, but yeah, so there were about 10 minutes or even a little less in the game. And Roman Yossi scores. It's amazing. Cuts the lead in half. It's 2-1. Time is winding down. But the Predators over the last season have been especially good at scoring in the last like three minutes. Um, Philip Forsberg is especially good at that so so and that's what happens clock is winding down with literally seven tenths or six tenths of a second left philip forsberg scores there's this huge scramble in front of the net it was very exciting i screamed so loud that my dog ran away from me like he was sitting in my lap and he just zoomed out of the room he thought something was wrong it was super exciting and then immediately the nhl the 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 refs say it's under review and so it turns out there's this rule about goalie interference like you can't you can't just go mess around with the goalie you can't just go hit him with your stick and shove him around and everything there are some rules that you have to follow the goalie should be allowed to do his job and be able to make any saves um and so it's up for some interpretation as far as like what that really means mm -hmm. but they decided that it was goalie interference because uh victor arvidsson uh, he's another pred had his stick on the goalie's leg caught between his hand and his leg. And they said he moved the goalie, which impeded him from making the save and it made the puck available. It was a good goal. Yeah. 
but it was called off. I see. And then there was less than a second left of the game, so obviously they they mm-hmm. couldn't do anything with that. Um, and uh, and it was super frustrating because they would have clinched the Western Division that way, mm-hmm. um, and for the first time ever. So that would have been great. They would have clinched um, home ice all the way up until the Stanley Cup Finals if they got that far again this year, um, which they can still do on Thursday. Not all hope is lost, but it was just super frustrating. Yeah. And one of the reasons it was super frustrating is because it was a crummy call during the Penguin series mm-hmm. last season that ended that series too, or, or ended it sooner than it maybe should have. And from what I understand, just from what I was kind of seeing on Twitter last night, this is the sort of thing that doesn't really get called all that often, right? No, yeah, that's well, and it gets called, but it's inconsistent. Oh, I see. And so the NHL just recently changed the rule um, to where if it happens or if they think that it happens, the Toronto office, which is where NHL headquarters are, Mm -hmm. that's where they make all of their decisions, is in the control room in Toronto. Oh, man. So it wasn't even the refs on the ice in Florida that said it was no goal. They said it was a good goal. Florida Panthers said it was a good goal. Their goalie didn't object to it. It was Toronto that was like, let's take a look at this. So some Canadian clown in a booth somewhere. Canadian (laughs) clown in a booth just ruined Smashville's day. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, right, right. But this is the sort of stuff that can also happen in the run-up sure. up to the playoffs and in the playoffs, and that's what makes it exciting to an extent, I guess. But mm-hmm. I was thankful for Beauclair this morning because during the podcast, I came in raging. Like, I was ready to just scream. Like, I told producer Jason, move the mic further away because I'm going to be loud. <laughs> We're going to redline on this um, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Beauclair is like, he's much more measured than I am, much more thoughtful. He's seen the roller coasters of the of the, of the game uh, come and go uh, and found a silver lining about how the Preds reacted after, especially and what that means as far as where their heads are at for the playoffs. So not all is lost, but yeah, I'm still pretty pissed. Well, I want to talk about the three pieces that we have in this week's cover story. It was Um, so fun to put together. Yeah, it was a great time. And here, as we're ramping up toward another playoff season, we wanted to look at it from a few angles, one of which was uh, you talking to Victor Arvidsson, a.k.a. Arvey. So I want to ask, first of all, uh, you'll, you guys will see the photo. Uh, there's one photo in particular that's just like one of my favorite photos <laughs> of you that we've had in the scene. Anything. Yeah. It's just the most wonderful moment. Yeah. Uh, but tell me what it was like, not only just sitting down with RV, but why it is that we chose him. He's not one of these names, you know, like your Forsbergs or your Pekkas or your Yossi's. Like yep. pretty much everybody who lives in Nashville, like it or not, has heard those yep. names. Everybody knows Mike Fisher, who's right. back on the team. Yeah, Exactly. Like... But RV, even though he's, you know, obviously a strong player and people know him he's not one of those sort of closer to household name levels so why did we go with him and what was that like he's newer on the team this is his third full-time season with the team four years with the Preds um he's my favorite player so I'll admit that there was some bias in that when trying to decide who we're going to interview and partly because his style of play is just so fun but it's like it's contagious to it like he just he leaps and bounds and just moves so quick like a little flea it's wonderful to watch. Um, but one of the things that has happened, it was happening last season and then has happened this year, especially is he appears to be like the fan favorite. He's part of the Jofa line which, which is the Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, Victor Arvidsson line. They're unstoppable for one. Um, but he also leads the team in shots on goal. Uh, unless Yossi might've just overtaken him they're there, sort of neck but, and neck. but they're they're Yeah. They're neck and neck. He leads the team in goals and he leads the team in game winners. So he's obviously contributing a ton, mm-hmm. but he's just so fun to watch play. Um, and he's so fast he has his own hashtag and not every player gets that it's RV hustle. Right. Like it's just something that even, 
even somebody who's just kind of like lazily watching a game in a bar will notice him. Like he gets breakouts more than more than most other players. I don't know statistically if that's correct, but I remember that more than a lot <laughs> of other players. Um, and he just, it's his energy is contagious. And so like now it's gotten to the point when he starts scoring or even if he has a hit or even like a good close shot on net, the entire arena at Bridgestone will start chanting like RV RV, and not every player gets that, you know, they oh, do yeah. that for Pekka when he has a great save, mm-hmm. but when Yossi scores, they don't chant Yossi. They, ch- they cheer and they do the goal song and everything, but there's something about RV that just, it's so fun to watch him. And he just seems so like happy and just, it's, I don't know what it is. There's He's an something exciting that, guy. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, and he just seems like a super nice guy. And so I think when it came down to be like, who should we try to talk to? To me, that seemed like the obvious choice because he's also just really quiet. You know, he'll, he'll do interviews and stuff after the game, but he'll just be kind of shy about it and talk about how well other people played and not necessarily himself. Right. Um, he doesn't do social media too much. So we don't get a glimpse into, you know, like some of the guys are on Twitter and Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of a, a quiet dude. It's like, but you explode on the ice in this way that like, even like a first time hockey fan can be like, man, that kid's got some, got some hustle. Yeah. And the humility and the, you yeah. know, kind of deferring to other players. That's something that, you know, that's going to endear anybody yeah. to a guy. Yeah. So personality wise, he's pretty quiet. What was yep. it like? How'd your, how'd your uh, interview with him go? The interview went really well. He was super nice. We talked about his life here in Nashville, him mm-hmm. and his fiance are, are buying a house. He signed a contract over the summer with the Preds. Um, so he's, he's a predator for seven years. Um, and he talked about, you know, being excited about that. He really likes Nashville. Um, one thing that I have done over the past several months is compare his style of play to that of a red panda playing in the snow. I guess. Um, you may have seen some tweets about that. <laughs> one uh, or two. It's, it's got a little, it, it's gained a little ground and I'm not, I swear I'm not crazy. There, <laughs> There's photo evidence on Twitter. Go find it. I've been pretty impressed with the side-by-sides like, you've posted. I, at is, first I thought, I'm not so sure, but... Right. I'm not... Cra- it's it's there. there. Yeah. And so I was like, I gotta... If I'm gonna interview him, I have to ask him. <laughs> I'm gonna look like a crazy woman, but I need... Like, I can't, like, sit down with RV and not point it out to him. So that was fun. He did not call security on me, which I appreciated. <laughs> um, he did not, like... I showed him the printouts of his side by side of like him throwing his hands in the air, cheering next to a red panda who also has its hands up in the air. And he's like, I don't, you know, okay, I see it. Like, yeah, you'll have to read the issue to see it. But, um, but yeah, he, he played along with that. I appreciated that. Yeah. Good, good sport. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like he's kind of an all around good sport. Yeah. So another piece of the cover, uh, David Beauclair filed for us, um, you know, a piece of analysis was the six new guys on the team, sort of what they're doing for the team, what the relationship is with the, the veterans. Um, Hartman and Harnell were among them. Yep. Um, so what, you know, what do these new guys bring to the, ta- uh, to the table? And also, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started rolling you know they don't necessarily have the same kind of hunger that the the players last year who got all the way to the cup did but you know is that something that fits into the team yeah and it does and I think Beauclair gives us enough background on the other guys and where they came from like Mm -hmm. Scotty Hartnell has been his actually first season with the NHL was as a Nashville predator. And then he was traded away and has gone to play for several other teams. Mm -hmm. He's coming back. He might be retiring this year. Maybe he's going to go a little bit longer, but he just has a one year contract with the predators. He's only made the stay in the cup finals once before. And when he did, did that, it was with Peter Laviolette um, at the time on a different team. 
And so he knows how that feels to get so close to it. Um, so to get a little background like on him, where he's coming from, uh, Nick Benino is another one of the new guys, and he was actually a penguin last year. So he uh, he has a little bit hung- of hunger uh, of his own. Like He won the cup last year. He was one of our enemies last year. Mm-hmm. This year, he's one of us. He might have something to prove, you know, and be like, I got to... I got to prove I can do this again. I can do this with another team. Like he's not a plant here to sabotage. Yeah, exactly. He actually God, I to... hope not. What if like <laughs> Sidney Crosby has an earpiece in his, in his oh, ear, like telling him what to do. Oh, now, now we're getting conspiracy theories. There might be something to that. Look, we'll branch off with a third podcast. Oh. That'll be Preds. Conspiracy yeah. I didn't theories. even consider that. Oh, we got to get in there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of understand a little bit more about where these new guys came from. Um, and what they have going for them uh, mm-hmm. here on the ice. And I think, like, even if they weren't in the locker room last season uh, to see how, like, heartbreaking it was to get that close, yeah. um, they still have their own personal reasons for for wanting to go all the way to the Cup and, and to win it. And I think it's cool to have, like, some of them have contributed quite a bit to the, to the current season mm-hmm. um, and just highlighting those guys. Do you have a favorite out of these new six, the newest six? Out of the new dudes? Uh, I think it's Scotty Hartnell just for the simple reason that he just seems like a dude I want to hang out with. Yeah. Like, he has a cat. He loves his cat. His favorite food is bologna sandwiches. Accessible. Um, Yeah. Like, he just seems like, I just, I feel like he's just a cool, simple dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're every man. Yeah. And I I was a fan of his when he was on the Flyers, too. And, Mm. um, you know, he falls down a lot. He fights a lot. He uh, now is he a veteran player? Is he, he is. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's, he's been, been playing while. since he's been playing for fifteen years at yeah. least. I feel like, if not mm-hmm. longer. Um, and, and Beauclair would know. He should be here. He'll be like, he's been playing for six thousand five hundred and thirty-two days or whatever. Well, but, if you count. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um. But yeah, he's. I think he might be my favorite. Cool. But I've, I've really liked how Ryan Hartman looks. I have no idea how he looks. How well, how on he looks ice? on the ice? Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, uh, I mean, he is an attractive man. Yes. But we got a good looking team. I, if concerned. I can be honest, we do. Yeah. 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 Good, hockey players can be goofy looking. They can be. They can get some pucks to Nashville. the faces, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Whew. But yeah, I think I think Nashville is a very attractive team. Uh, I didn't know who Hartman was before he came onto the Predators, mm-hmm. um, but he's been doing great stuff. Right on. Um, so it's been fun to get to know new players too. Mm-hmm. And that last third piece of the uh, of the cover package that we kind of <laughs> threw in there for fun that I wanted to touch on as well. Yeah. You also did that one for us. Uh, sort of, let's say the breakout stars of last season. Right. Or anyway, the breakout characters. Yeah. At least characters. Uh, I feel like is you want to tell us about about who those updates were about. Yeah. The, well, there were two. It was hard to kind of narrow it down because last season was dramatic, like so much. Like Mil- Mike Milbury. I don't know if you remember him. He's one mm-hmm. of the commentators. He called PK a clown. Yeah, that's seemed... um, so he made a fool out of himself. Yes. I mean, that's what he's want to do. He is a clown man. Um, but, uh, but, uh, two of the names that stuck were, um, Jacob, the catfish guy, mm-hmm. um, who was arrested in Pittsburgh for throwing a catfish. An on implement Pittsburgh. of crime, was, I believe. Yep. And that's where instrument of crime, instrument of crime, instrument of crime is where that came from because he was arrested for throwing a catfish <laughs> on the ice. That's tra- tradition in Smashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they called it, they gave him three misdemeanors. Uh, it was interrupting a meeting and, um, instrument of crime possessing an instrument of crime i forget that what the third one was it wasn't trespassing but it was another thing where it's like what um unlawful fishmongering so i looked into uh into seeing what he was doing now and it turns Uh out he has started a foundation um the catfish jake foundation Mm -hmm. that has um that raises money for hard 
or for uh, good causes. Um, and you can read more about that. He has a golf tournament coming up in mm-hmm. June that you can register for. And um, so he has used his infamy for good. I, I like to like. see people parlay their 15 minutes yeah, into exactly. something worthwhile. Like he, yeah. I, I think he figured like, look, if I'm going to get 15 minutes, I'm going to raise some money for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then the other person is everyone's favorite, Dennis K. Morgan, the anthem singer who famously called Carrie Underwood simply the captain's wife uh, yes. and acted as though she got to sing the anthem during the playoffs uh, simply because she was married to Mike Fisher. A little insider um, connection there. Yeah, no other insider, reason. Yeah, had nothing to do with the Grammys or the CMA Awards <laughs> or the, you know. Um, but he... Uh, he declined to comment, which did not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, he still appears to be a hockey fan. Uh, looks like he's maybe not rooting for the Preds so much these days. Um, <laughs> well, you so. got you got to pick up the issue to read more about yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun issue, and I really like putting it together. And it's great for a dummy like me because not only is uh, <laughs> not only is Beauclair, you know, so knowledgeable about the Preds and the history of the Preds, but he also yeah. breaks it down in a way that I always learn something, and I always come away feeling like this much closer to being an expert and right. actually being able to hold a conversation with my hockey fan pals yeah, after yeah. that. And, and your interview with Harvey was a lot of fun and this piece was great too. He was so, a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sitting down with us, Megan. Thanks, we appreciate sir. it. Thanks for, Thanks making for letting the, me talk about hockey. Obviously. Usually you're like, shut up about that. Uh, only occasionally. I'm just kidding. That's why we I'm gave you the kidding. podcast. So we followed you away. <laughs> like, all right, thank you, Will you Megan. take all of that into the other room, please, ma'am? <laughs> and don't forget to follow It's All Your Fault. The new Twitter yeah. account is now live. And to Tune into It's All Your Fault. Sign up for that one. You can get it wherever you get the scene cast as well. Thanks, Megan. Thank you.